Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Uh, this month, your D-commentators are me, Luke. And me, Emma. And just us again. Hang on. We have no friends. Yeah, well, we have friends. We've just joined... Hang on. So just Someone's jackhammering in Luke's apartment. Yeah, someone... Not like sex jackhammering. All right, you didn't have to take it. Normal jackhammering. Yeah, okay, they stopped. Nope, here they go again. So, I'm my, someone in my apartment, despite the fact that it's like 5 o'clock, and uh, you'd think... Everyone's gone home for the day. Nope, they decide that they're still going to do some work. So you might it's hear a some Friday night. What are they doing? I, I don't know. Um, but it's they are. There's some construction going on. So if you hear that in the back, my apologies. Uh, but no, we have plenty of friends. We just joined a network of a bunch of really cool friends. But unfortunately, the thing is, this is actually a good segue, Emma. I want to apologize to our listeners a little bit because our last like three episodes have been late, and that's like entirely my fault of course it's not it's 100% Luke's fault, yeah. fault and has uh-huh. nothing to do with me yeah yeah 100% I would like to keep everybody informed that I have never done anything wrong ever yeah. okay in my life yeah okay and so uh I we were recording this one a little earlier than we have in the past and um so it was just it was kind of short notice to try and get a guest it was short notice even for Emma I was I've, gonna have one of my friends because they love this movie. Yeah, this is... This movie. Spoiler alert, and everyone. This is a real Emma episode. I can tell this, you that, right? I, Lucas, spoiler alert, I have more notes for this movie than <laughs> I have ever had for any movie we reviewed. I have, like, six pages of notes. We might not even get to all the notes that I have. I, I, I have, have so many notes. What, 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 is, what is the over-under? How many fashion corners do you think you're going to do on this one? Like, 16. Approx. Yeah. I have... I kept starring things that were, like, style-related, and then I just, like, lost count at a certain point. Yeah, but, so everyone, welcome to this episode. Episode 9, Luke commits suicide on air, because that's what this is gonna be. <laughs> but no, I wanted... One of my friends wanted to come on, but it's a... Fr- we had to record on a Friday night, and my friends are too cool, and about town so they're all like going to a party and it's late in new york it's like what losers what losers going to a party instead of gathering around a microphone to talk about get a clue i know on my couch where I, like i'm wearing sweatpants and no bra why wouldn't they want to come <laughs> to this hip-hop happening joint of course um but yeah as i just gave i kind of gave away the goat there this month we are tackling the unfortunately classic get a clue uh I... It's so good. Yeah, Emma, I know. You think it's amazing. I didn't, but we're going to let that come up as we go through it. Um, but first, before we get to that, we're going to do our usual little segment of DCOM news, because we got got some hot scoops going on uh, this oh, month. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's just get to the movie. Let's no, let's, no we're going to do, do just a little couple scoops. There's like three things. That's it. Um, okay. Number one thing uh, that I'm excited about is that they're releasing... The Descendants 2 soundtrack is on available for pre-order today. Officially oh my today. God. I know. I'm like I was really hoping it would drop today. Has there even just... been like a trailer for that? Like there, just dropping there, the soundtrack? There, there have been like small trailers, nothing like a full on like teaser or anything, just like like little clips here and there. But uh one thing I feel like you could like Descendants and not like Descendants, it's not like high school musical where it's like you have everyone likes high school musical. But we can everyone can agree the music and the choreography is fantastic in Descendants One. So if Descendants Two even has like a fraction of the quality in terms of music that Descendants One had, we'll be in good shape. Uh, next is uh, Andy Mack, which we've talked about before. 
um, from the Lizzie McGuire guy. It is out now. They've done their first premiere. I've seen it like a little bit. I've seen a couple of clips. It looks okay. It looks kind of generic girl Disney Channel. Um, where it's like, but eh. as you will learn with this movie, that does not dissuade me from literally anything. <laughs> I mean, I eat that shit up. You do, you do very much do that. But it's just very like uh, Andy is like a strong and independent girl, and she's all about artistry and like. Blah, oh blah, blah, blah. god! And she's got her best friend. It's gonna be like feminism light for the a, Disney a little bit. Crowd kind of and it's like she's got her best friends Buffy and Cyrus because you know it's 2017 it's 2017 her two best friends Birkenstock and Flower Crown <laughs> uh, well, uh, on their adventures her, her, what will they do when they sneak into Coachella like yeah I mean her older sister is named Bex so like even oh, so oh fuck off yeah, yeah with an X not B-E-C-K fuck off <laughs> God, I hate. Um, this but generation. yeah, so that's yeah. Um, and then lastly, the news I'm most excited about um, is that we finally got a name for the Untitled Raven Simone project. What is it called? It's called Raven's Home, which is okay, not bad. Um, but I've heard better. Yeah, but the thing that I like about it is that they they Taylor at yeah. Raven Simone put out a picture on Twitter, which I think I retweeted. I don't remember if I did, but uh, you can find it, I'm sure. That she's like at the Disney offices, and they made her a whole cake that says "Welcome Home, Raven," and it's got like the vintage Disney Channel logo on it, and it's very Aww. cool. It's very nice. I like that we're doing a lot of home puns, like Corey in the house, yeah. Raven's home. Mm-hmm. Do we which, know if Corey's no, yeah, on gonna, this show? I, yeah, we we need to talk about that. Because we reported, I think... We argued our, about this. We, 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 argued. We, we, we reported slash argued in, I believe, our Halloween Town app about whether or not Kyle, uh, Massey, was Kyle Massey was involved. Because there have been some inklings. But this press release on uh, E.T. does not mention Kyle Massey. It mentions Raven. It mentions Annalise Vanderpool. Um, which, wow. I mean... But I mean, Call I, Kyle Massey. He's, he's just doing anything. Yeah, he's he's down. He's very much down. Like I'm sure he would be down. Maybe. May, then again, maybe he asked for like too much money or something, and they're like, "You're not that important." What? Uh, who's the? He, what place is he in to make demands? I he's mean, he's Corey. He got his own show, Emma. Forgot uh, he was in the house. He was always in the house. In the house. Um, he's the new kid moving in, getting it done. He's officially the candidate, like the for, candidate having, for having, having some fun. Him. You know, you better calm down, Corey. Dope fucking theme song. <laughs> anyway, so Raven's Home will pick up with Raven and Chelsea, who are now divorced, single mothers, raising their two what? separate families in one chaotic but fun household full of friends. So it's Fuller House, basically. Yeah. Why does everyone? Why don't all these reboots have to have the moms be like divorced or like a widow and like raising kids on their own? Like, is that because it gets them to all move in together or something? Like, it's weird. So I mean, obviously the main conceit. I mean, it says this in the press release, but without even reading it, I could tell you the main conceit of this is that. Freaking one of Raven's kids is going to be a psychic and hijinks ensue. Although that makes me question uh, how that's going to work. Because the whole thing in the show is the fact that she was half psychic. So her visions didn't always really, you know, pan out as like... They, her visions she only saw glimpses of the future, you know? So I'm interested to see how they handle that in the show. All right. Before we get into the semantics of being a psychic, let's get on to the goddamn Yeah, Emma, Emma, let me just put this out here right front. I know I normally hand, handle the recap, but what's the over-under on you wanting to do it this time? I know because every I, beat of this movie. Do you want to just do it? Because I'll yes. let you. Okay. All right, cool. Everyone, this is some real role reversal shit. Let's do it. I'm going to mess it up. Flip Probably. I, crazily. I will, I will, okay. hold your, I will hold your hand. Go for it. 
slams papers into me. Okay. All right. First of all, this movie starts off so strong with the song uh, that I was talking about last week. Oh, yeah. Week. Okay. Yeah. That amazing punk rock song. Get a clue. Me, 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 me. It's, guys, listen, listeners, it's our interstitial music. You'll hear it in a little bit. I can't pick anything else. That's what it is. It is. There's um, no other yeah. song in the movie. It yeah. has to be. Like, no, no, I'm saying normally I would insert it right here, but I'm saying you'll hear it when we go to a break. Like, that's the only it's, thing I can put it's in. It's worth the wait, folks. It's, it's worth I can't the tell wait. if it's amazing or terrible It's or both. It's kind of both. Okay, but... I'm going to say two things off the bat. To like, okay. just for everybody that's probably seen this movie and might be judging me about how much I like it. I will say there's two things that are going to answer for our differences in this movie. Number one is I truly do feel like you were a little too young for this. I this... was... I would have been five or six, I think, at the time of this. Because like, this came this, out in 2002. to me, was like the height of, like, my preteenness. Like, I think I was probably, like, 10, 11. Like, I was really, really... This was, like... I have so many memories associated with this movie. Not, like, specifically this movie, but, like, the clothes they wear, the way they speak, like, the technology in the movie is all very, like, viscerally, like, nostalgic to me. And then also... Another thing about this movie, which is, like... I hope that you got too, but I like, like, did you ever feel like you were just in a full-on fever dream watching this movie? Like, life with a simulation? Like, the way they were speaking was, like, no way that humans would ever speak ever. Yeah, I mean, a couple times that, that kind of sense did come over me that something was wrong. I was like, this is fake. I, I it, like, I, it felt, there's something with this movie that feels so weird in that, like, it's actually, like, a good plot. Well, let's and, not like, go throwing the intrigued. word good around, okay? But, like, okay, they're unlike most Disney Channel movies. Yes, no, I, like, I, I, yeah, I gotta give the film credit. Shit. I was genuinely unsure where it was gonna go at times. Yes, yes, and, like, it's not super predictable in the other oh, way. We should, oh, we should, we, we should establish this up front. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I had never seen this before. Emma has seen it multiple times. Multiple times. But I still, uh, Lucas, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I forgot where it was going at parts. I, I, it jumped to me, like, at a certain point, I was like, oh, I remember. But I was like, shit, what happened? But, like, there is, like, a very serious mystery tied in, and it's almost like this movie couldn't decide what it wanted to be. No, you, know, was, who, like, you, know, it, you know who can't, you know like who can't decide? You know who can't decide what? What, who they want to be? Freaking Lindsay Lohan this movie. I, she She's, like, a spy and a detective and a reporter, and, like, I don't understand also, what she wants. Also, for everyone at home, this movie stars Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I'm guessing post, right, post-parent trap, I, but, like, before... I couldn't... I can't confirm that. I mean, I've never seen the Lindsay Lohan parent trap. Um, Luke, what are you doing with your life? I, I've seen that movie upwards of, like, 300 I've times. I've never seen it. Maybe we'll do it for a bonus episode or something. Yeah, this is three years... Oh, uh, no, like, five years after The Parent Trap. Parent Trap yeah, was, like, she was, like, she was young in yeah. that. She was, like, probably eight-ish, so this is, nine-ish. So this is and now older, she's supposed to be, like, 13, 14. This is an older, hipper Lindsay Lohan. This is an old... She looks great. I actually do have, like, a weird thing with Lindsay Lohan, like, where I watch her. I have the same thing with Amanda Bynes when I watch her in old stuff. I get actually really depressed and I want to start drinking because I'm like, she had it all. She was so beautiful. She was so talented. And it pains me that I can't see. Well, her let's not go throwing the word talented around because her <laughs> acting. Lindsay Lohan is an amazing actress, her, but, and you are not allowed to. This script was shit. They gave her yeah, a lot of shit. Yeah, I will with. give you. I will agree. The writing, the writing in this the movie that, is not great. But I'm just saying her lines, performance is kind. Along with most people in this movie, her performance is kind of all over the place. 
It's all over the place. But the script is all over the place yeah. and not written in the way that people talk. And you also look, I'm going to insert a rule right now, are not allowed to comment on Lindsay Lohan's acting ever for the rest of your life <laughs> until you see the first parent trap. Until you see her in the parent okay. trap. Okay. the first parent trap. All right. Well, it's, it's just, also the need, second parent to, trap is the funny thing about that. You need to know where she's been to know where she's going. You can't comment all on right. things that have happened after without knowing the basis. That's okay. all I have to say. It's disrespectful. Emma, do your job. Okay. Where, where does this movie pick and start off? Okay, wait. No, we have to start first. Lindsay Lohan is the main person uh-huh. already. Truly the actress of our generation. Covered in freckles. Yeah, she's so freckled. So, it's so adorable. She looks amazing. There's a point where she's in a hot, like a tight tank top, and I was like, damn, she looks awesome. Great. <laughs> she's like got my ideal body type. Of, I want to look like a 14-year-old. Anyway... Brenda Song is her best friend. Who is the best? I love Brenda Song. We've been over this a little bit, I think. She's but great. But I freaking she's love... Great. Not even in this movie. She's okay in this movie. I love Brenda Song just as a person. She's great. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy whenever I see Brenda Song doing anything. Like, she's I'm, also not bad in this movie. No. She's pretty cute. I mean, her character kind of doesn't do anything, but like... Eh. Again, that's the writing. You can't pin the writing on these girls. Leave them yeah. alone. No, I'm leaving... But No, I will... Leave Brenda Emma, home. Emma, I would never hurt Brenda Song. She's the best. Anyway, um, where do we start, Emma? Wait, no. going through Emma, the start going over the movie. Lindsay Lohan. Brenda Song is the best friend. And I just is the last one. I have, no, there's two I have to get through. The boy uh, in this? The main boy. You might Jake, not realize Jack? this. Jack. Jake or Jack? Jack. Jack. Um, you might not realize this because you're young. Is in Little Rascals. He's the main guy in Little Rascals. Yeah, haven't alpha, seen that he's either. Alpha Alpha in Little Rascals. Well, haven't seen that either. viewers. Um, I didn't realize it until I was at work today, and I told my friend I was watching this movie, and she was like, oh, the one with the guy from Little Rascals. I was like, what? Well, he um, does have really weird hair in this movie. Yeah, so I'm going to get to that. We're going to yeah. touch on that later. Don't you yeah. worry. And then the fourth, and then we're moving on because there's no one else notable, the detective in this, private detective, is the guy, the dad from The Nanny. Sure. Luke, this is all way too old for you. I'll, I'm sorry. Okay. This movie starts off panning to... A massive chair in the shape of a high heel. At that point, I screamed. And I went, what is that? You know, I'm starting to think maybe it was a bad idea letting you go through the recap. Because generally when I do it, I try and skip over stuff that isn't very significant. But I think to you, everything (laughs) is significant. There was not a moment I didn't actually, my jaw didn't drop. So, so this is, I didn't realize this. But so they, we open like it's like on New York or whatever. Also, Every five minutes of this movie cuts to a bustling New York B-roll setting with music played behind it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's so part like, of there's the a, there's a high-heeled chair, and it's wild, and then it pans to her bed, where she has a lime neon green, like, home phone that is the pinnacle of coolness at this time era. And it, like, rings. It's also partially see-through, which yes, is great. <laughs> which was also very cool. And it, like, rings to ever pick it up, and then plot twist yeah. And then for picking up the phone, she puts on a headset. She does I was do like, that. What the fuck is going on? It's decorated. It's decorated. And it's like, thank you guys. I need to describe this better to you guys. Because I remember, like, mom had these growing up, like, in the 90s, early 2000s, where it was, like, those phone headsets you'd connect. And, like, secretaries would wear them. Yeah, they were a thing. Yeah, they were, like, a big thing. And secretaries would wear them at, like, office buildings. So why a child has one, I don't why know. Why a child... Why if this is, like, technology that a child would need or even want is wild. But at the same time, I remember wearing moms around and, like, thinking they were cool. Anyway. I mean, yeah, when so you're So she kid. puts on the headset, and I was like, what in the fuck? And then... She starts talking to her friend, Brenda Song. Brenda Song. And goes over to a computer? Yeah. Where they're chatting on a computer, but the phone just rang. They are doing that. 
So but can like, they only he's... see each other via the computer, but they need the phone to hear? Well, to be fair, this is 2002, and they expect us to believe that they have, like, face, Skype. like, FaceTime, Skype. basically. Skype. Like, and I mean, this is, so like, maybe... clueless. This, clu- this, this whole movie, I didn't Emma, write Emma, Emma, I need to, Emma, I need you to just stop right where you are, because if you make any references to the movie Clueless, I will not understand them. I've never seen it. And for the, like, the no. majority of my life, I've always confused this movie well, and Clueless. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm trying to validate you, is that this movie is kind of, like, Clueless light. Like, there's a lot of things that are very similar between the two. And this is one of those times where it's like they're trying to make you like they're just giving you a technology that doesn't exist at all in the real world. Like this does not exist, and like the wardrobe thing in Clueless didn't exist, and still doesn't. Sure, I wouldn't know. But the the extent of this phone call is the fact that they're showing each other what outfits they're gonna wear for the day because they just need to look their best. Also, the for the fact that. Brenda song shows her an outfit and she's like fucking disgusting. Kill yourself. <laughs> she does. She does do that. And Brenda, and then Lizzie Lohan shows her one outfit and Brenda song is like that is fat. You know, Lucas, you did it wrong. First of all, I have it written down. That is three words. Fat you less. I was like, first of all, why is Brenda song talking like a gay photo editor in like a 1990s rom com? Second of all. Should they also use what they're like? She's like that is Trey chic. Like they are not. They they love to speak like little bits of French. They're in this not movie. speaking in any language that any human ever speaks in. But I can like look at this and know that I remember watching this as a child and thinking this was the epitome of cool teen slang. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we go downstairs. Okay. They're having breakfast. This family. First of all, and we meet my favorite character, the little okay. sister Taylor. Backing up. Before the little sister. Oh, Emma, you can't we do know, this if you're going to do the plot. We know that this movie is old because I'm looking, they are living in a penthouse on the Upper East Side, Luke. A massive, guys, also to just clarify, I live in New York City, so I um, have a lot of qualms with this movie as a whole geographically. They live in a penthouse on the Upper East Side and her dad, I was like hedge fund manager, you know, president of a bank, a fucking New York Times reporter. Well, to be fair, we don't know what her mom does. Her but mom better just, be a she... fucking brain surgeon, because how are they affording that? <laughs> the mom, the mom for, for once, is not dead, but does not appear in the majority of this film. She's on a business um, trip. She's on I a business, hope so she could be for the doing sake of women that things. she is the sole breadwinner of this family. Like she is a hedge fund manager, but they talk about the dad's job so much that I really think they're trying to have us believe that a New York Times reporter is paying for a fucking... And you know what? I don't know, the 90s... Was this in the 90s or early 2000s? This was 2002. 2002, okay. Um, yeah, still even then. Print, it was the 90s, I would have been Print journalism is falling, and, um, yeah, no. As someone that works in journalism, it's no, it's a no for me. Um, they also have, like, a full maid and, like, a breakfast cook. They do have that. Who's, like, cooking their bacon. Um, you're talking about the little sister. You can say what you're gonna say. Oh, yes, thank you. So the reason I love so she goes downstairs and say, the whole family sit at breakfast. You meet the little sister Taylor, and her like whole thing is that she's super into like spy stuff. Like she constantly has spy equipment and whatnot. And the reason I like her, part of the reason, is that in any other Disney Channel original movie or show, this would be the little brother character. This would be the little brother from Lizzie McGuire who has all the spy gear and is constantly into spying on the big sister and blah 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 blah. But instead, they have to be a little sister. Good and I was point. Just like, That's Good really point. Neat. They did a little flip there that they're so you know they break the gender balance out here the other reason that i really like her is because she has these uh spy goggles that she wears all the time throughout the whole movie and i want to let everyone know i had these exact i wrote it down you had I, those spy goggles I, yeah, well, no, the thing is they were supposed to be night vision goggles 
but what they really are are just flashlights you wore on your head and then a green visor so it looked like night vision. <laughs> I literally have written down Luke word for word Luke. You had those mm-hmm. spyglasses. I had those exact I had the exact things. They like I, I, I think I, I might have two. I didn't even No, have I had I, I definitely had two pairs and I think I would let you use them at times or whatever. Oh, well, but I remember exactly you. how they would work. You would like put a little thing into place on your forehead and then the lights would shine. But there was no night vision. It was just flashlights and then a green visor to make you think, whoa, night vision. Whoa. Um, but she's great and we'll, she'll become very I didn't realize that, that Get a Clue was like a feminist manifesto, but now I see it. Actually, I did. I make a note about it later. Never mind. I was about to say, how did you not pick up on that? That's like your, your two jobs on this podcast are to point out whatever something is either very feminist or very misogynistic and then talk about whenever fashion happens, which we'll get to in a minute. <sighs> okay. The mom's going on a business trip, uh-huh. and we. this is kind of setting up the fact that the dad is a big-time journalist at the New York Times, and also that Lexi wrote an article. This whole thing confused me, and I didn't realize till like, 25 yeah, minutes in how this worked, but basically, she wrote an article about teachers at her school, and it got published in a real New York newspaper called The Examiner. Well, that's, that's, the, th- that's the thing, is that... The dad were clearly stated he works for the New York Times. And they make up the New York Examiner because, you know, they need a fake newspaper. But, like, I don't understand why they couldn't just have the dad work for the fake newspaper. I don't know. Like, they needed to give him that credibility, I guess. And also the fact that a newspaper would run a story written about written by a child about, about teachers at teachers one school. just fucking. I was like, what is yeah. the newsworthiness here? I guess, but then... But then they say something else at a certain point later on, and you might have missed it because it was very throwaway about like it being like a junior journalism section. Yeah, no, they did. So they, like they maybe it was a it, cute, but I'm saying maybe is... it was like a cute thing, like just oh whatever they're reporting on, they throw in the back of this shit paper, like even doesn't matter what they're doing, you know? Because I was like, why would a newspaper pick up her fucking dumbass story? Yeah, that's. A, I'm just saying this is not something you would expect. For them to be, because they say it's like a gossip piece or a human interest story or whatever. And I was like, that's the most, what's the worst gossip ever listed <laughs> in a newspaper? And the thing is, like, Lexa, and they do a weird thing where they don't explicitly state that it's a, these two teachers are boning. Um, because Lexi's like, oh, it's about. What do they say? Because Lexi says, oh, it's about the friendship uh, between Mr. Dawson, Mrs. Dawson, oh. Miss Dawson, and Mr. Walker. And I was like, no, they're obviously boning. And then later on, she's like, no, they're in love. Yeah. Maybe because she was at a table with her parents and she was trying to, like... I don't know. But then her dad read it. Yeah, I, I just know. thought that she but, was okay. a young kid and didn't realize, like, that they were in a relationship or whatever. But no, she's clearly on top of it. I don't know. Two things about this movie that I will say, that just touch on what we just talked about, that I completely forgot about. Number one, I didn't... For- I completely forgot how rich they were supposed to be. Which is honestly... A through line throughout the entire movie. It's like a major thing. Is that they're fucking loaded. And then two, I forgot how much this movie has to do with New York City. They talk about New York City incessantly. And I have it as multiple notes here. Like when the when the mom's like going on vacation and she's like, maybe we'll do a Fifth Avenue shopping. You know, when you get back, blah, blah, blah. So many of the jokes, the plot lines, like... The gags, the, like, you know, tension in this movie are literally, like, insider New York City things that there's absolutely no way 95% of the people watching this movie got because they're fucking 12-year-olds. Like, I was like, even kids that lived in New York probably didn't get these jokes. Like, there's a point where they're, like, outside a house and she's like, maybe she has a rash from going south of 14th Street. I'm like, 
What the? Who do you? Who are you writing that joke for? The fucking twelve kids that live in on the Upper East Side that are watching this. I you I wouldn't know. I don't live in New York, so I didn't get any. I just assumed that like any time they talked about an area being like a place they didn't want to go, it was like that's a bad neighborhood or something like a crappy neighborhood. Like, I don't know. It, it, no, I mean, I know, but, like, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, you didn't get it. Like, you were like, like, I got every single joke, and I was like, oh, like, Carroll Gardens, and, like, oh, below 14th Street. I also live below 14th Street. It's amazing now, but this was 2002. And, um, like, below 14th Street. Gentrification, people. Woo! Um, and I, below 14th Street, and I was like, who are they writing these jokes for? Like, you didn't get them. I was like. <laughs> I did not. Such a niche so, audience. So, uh, again, I'm, yeah, the basis of the scene, she, this article's in a big newspaper, so, like, a ton of people read it and the mom that's the thing the mom i don't understand why disney didn't just make her dead because she's not in this movie except for this one scene she doesn't matter at all maybe she is the breadwinner that's how they explain the but i'm saying in terms in terms of disney channel when they're writing this movie and they're like you know what it's really important that she has a mom and then it's not like i feel like any other disney movie would have written her being dead or whatever well any other disney movie would have any other disney movie would have also had the little girl be a boy. And they would have also not put someone in tie-dye flared hot pants. This movie makes a lot of weird calls, okay? I'm not saying they're wrong. They're progressive, but be- they're weird. So let's let let's get to that because we cut, we go to... Her- a hot cut. That's what I'm saying. A montage of these rich kids walking into an Upper East Side private school. Holy shit, Luke. <laughs> I feel like I am fucking watching Xenon. I was like... This is, I was alive at this time, Luke. This is not how people dressed. I'm telling you. Emma, we weren't this rich, is the thing. That's not how anyone dressed. I, they all have, like, these massive cell phones. I have never seen, I have in all caps written here, the amount of heeled leather boots that these junior high school students are wearing is mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, and once we get into the school proper, you see kids wearing, like, Everyone's more... wearing sunglasses inside, Well, that, also. too. Everyone but... has sunglasses. Well, she, uh, Lindsay Lohan absolutely is. But, I mean, like, once you get inside, you do see kids wearing more normal clothes, but a lo- but it's, like, 50-50. That montage is crazy. That, that montage is 100% unadulterated, rich kids wearing ridiculous outfits inside the I, school. You would have told me that was, like, a 1990s advertisement for, like, a red-light prostitution district, and I would have believed you. Like, I take that out of context, and you would have no idea what you're watching. Uh, but as she walks also into Also, she school, walks into school and everyone fawns over everyone her. Everyone like, starts... Because of the article. Yes. It's, it's, it's... Everyone starts sucking her clit over this. And, like, it's... It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, and she's... But no, also, I just wrote down in quotes. Because, like, everyone's like, Lexi, Lexi, what you did amazing. Like, oh my god, thank you. And, like, this one girl who has one line and, like, clearly is, like, some PA's daughter is like... You shine, Lexi. Yeah, there's like a trio of girls that literally their whole purpose is just to say, Lexi, you're amazing. But uh, you shine, it. Lexi. No. no one speaks like that. Um, but as she walks in, she meet, catches the eye of Mr. Walker, who's the teacher she wrote about. Um, and he's immediately just like... I actually thought these teachers were like weirdly chill about her like just blowing up their personal lives. I got the sense that it was more just like, you're a child and I can't be openly mad at you because you're not my child, you know? Because he just, like, looks at her just like, hey, Lexi, and he's clearly... You can tell he's... It doesn't look... He doesn't look happy about it. Uh, But the other thing that's important there is that she points out that he always wears this ugly coat, and the movie wants you to think that that detail is going to be important, 
But spoiler alert, it, it's super, it, it doesn't. It doesn't! Then we meet another character, and we get into one of the conceits of this movie, which is this movie loves to name characters super obviously. So we meet the admissions director, Miss Stern. Oh, I didn't even um, catch that. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple more. Um, and again, she thinks she's going to be important to this movie, but she's mm-hmm. super not. She doesn't, she, I think, honestly, this is the only scene where mm-hmm. she has, like, a line. Don't get it twisted. The... You're going to hear about her the whole movie, but she will not be relevant. Yes. So many red herrings. This movie, so, oh, the so main many. course at this movie's restaurant is red herring. Let me tell you that. And then they all, and then in the end, they have a goddamn red herring convention. It's ridiculous. But this is also where we meet, uh... Jake, Jack, Jack. You've called Jack, him Jake 60 Jack. times. It's Jack. I don't Poor care. Poor Jack. Uh, Jack, uh, who is Poor. the editor of the school paper. Poor, no, you, okay. Uh, poor Jack is the editor of the school paper and clearly 100% hates Lexi. Hey, like, they try to instigate the fact that he clearly likes her and is into her. No. But no, he 100% is like, I hate everything about you. You write gossip and you're very annoying. As someone who loves when guys are mean to them and I get, like, I find that very attractive, um, he actually hates her. It's yeah. not like a cute, I'm being mean to you because I want to, you know, kiss your cheek, you know, because I'm 13. But he hates her. Yeah, he's there's 100%. And then. Also, he, here's what I'm going to say it. Oh boy. I cannot even begin. To tell you what hairstyle Jack Downey is rocking. I can't even... Folks, you have to look it up. I can't even describe it properly. It It is some sort of flock of seagulls shit. (laughs) I don't know. There's two wings protruding from the side of his head. It looks like he he had got really bad bed head. And then took a bunch of mousse. And then just tried (laughs) to like smooth out the ends. And then keep the middle as crazy as it was. But he and didn't smooth out the ants. He no, put them into no. two flipped up wings. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's 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 a look. Among it's a all goddamn the looks. disaster. And Emma, Emma, let me ask you this: We've touched on it a little bit already. Are you planning one grand style section, or are you going to intersperse intersperse it out across the entire episode? I'm going to disperse it out because there's just too much. You could play it at one point. Maybe there's there's a certain point where things get really great. Okay. Yeah, so as Lexi continues down the hall, she runs into Gabe, and once again, he's also another pointless side character who really doesn't, who really won't contribute to anything, but his whole this thing is, is... Wait, this is, is, were you going to talk about how this is a character that we see a lot in Disney Channel? Like, the guy kid that films everything? Yes, we saw him in Princess Protection Program. One of my favorite tropes. We saw him in Princess Protection Program, and here he is again, folks. Although, to be fair to the movie... Uh, he does have a reason, is that he's, like, the videographer for the school paper. So it makes sense that he kind of always has his camera. But the fact that we, we go to his house later and we just see the massive collection of tapes this kid has, it's ridiculous. It's terrifying. It's horrible. Um, I love Kid That Films Everything. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Disney Channel tropes because I've never seen it actually in real no. life. And I don't know who invented it, but it's a great mm-hmm. But trope. he gets he it. gets all up onto Lexi about the fact he wants to know how she got the shot that she put in the paper of uh, Mr. Walker. With a fucking camera. Well, no, think? because the, he says Oh, that, this is the number um, one clue. This yeah. is the biggest clue this the is whole a clue. movie gives you. That's, and that's why I'm mentioning. And this is why I realized, I didn't realize it. I, guys, I'm no detective. I remembered. This line is what tipped me off as to what happened when I was like, when the whole thing happens and you're trying to figure out the mystery. I was like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. And I remembered this he line. He says he does, Mr. Walker doesn't even allow his picture in the yearbook. So it's incredible mm-hmm. that she got a picture of him. Um, 
And the re they explained it at the dinner at the breakfast table scene a second ago, which is that she used Taylor's spy camera because she has all these kinds of crazy spy gadgets at her disposal. Spy gear. Spy gear. Um, and she's just like a journalist never tells or whatever. I don't care. Um, and then Brenda Song walks up. And she's wearing a very cute hat. She looks adorable this whole time. I, but they're both wearing. I, folks at home, folks at song, they're both wearing insane outfits. Brenda Song is wearing like a newsboy cap. Lindsay Lohan is in like bright neon colored flared pants. Like it's wild. Um, and so they, you know, they're walking through the crowd, and but I'm gonna go ahead. I don't remember what happens next. I really don't. Okay, so he, they, they'll, the, no, yeah. this is so you. We got, we saw Mr. Walker. We saw Jack Downey. Um, everyone complimenting her. And then um, the kid who films everything is there. Gabe. And we then are in their school newspaper. Like, they, she obviously she works for their school newspaper. Yes. Um, which is, by the way, like a fucking office with, like, full-on cubicles. Wait, don't we, meet, like, don't, we, don't we meet the girl teacher first, Miss Dawson? Isn't that next? There's a lot of dumb interstitial scenes where, like, she's in the class with Miss Dawson, but, like, nothing's... And they're just doing, like, career week. Yes. Um, but it's important to note is that... And I remember being like, why is this happening? The teach... The, Mrs. Dawson is much cooler about the whole thing. Like, I don't know if she hasn't read the article, but she's chill. Walker's pissed. Um, Mrs. Dawson, there's something wrong with her. She, she really seems, looks... She seems Like very, she's seen some shit. Yeah, she's kind of off. She seems like an SVU victim. Like, that's the role well, she's auditioned right, for. Let's not they go. Her. Like, not, like, not like a victim of sexual assault, but like, but like she's trying to play... Opposite Mariska Hargitay, I'm like, you're in a Disney Channel original movie. Why are you so shaky? She's yeah, shaky is a good word. She's like a dog that you just hose down. I don't understand. Yes, yes, good, good analogy. Yes, but that yeah, so that's who that is. She's so the one that was in the class, and they're doing like career week. The whole career week is completely pointless. But then. They go to their school newspaper, which apparently her and Brenda Song are both on, as is, um... I don't know what Brenda Song does. No clue. Nothing. I think she just compliments Lexi, um, <laughs> on her, uh, amazing work. But Jack Downey's, like, the editor of the yes. newspaper. Also, the school newspaper is a fucking office. There's full-on cubicles. Yeah. Like, they each have their own little desk. Like, a ton like, of computers. Guys. Well, I'm like, keep in mind, this is supposed to be a rich person school. Also, the other thing I forgot about this movie, which is, like, I don't know how I forgot it, because I mentioned it last episode, is, like... How much this movie is about journalism and like the pro, like how journalism not, helps people and it like how there, you get to the like bottom of things scenes, with journalism. And then most of it is just spy stuff. It's like and Harriet it's, the Spy, full on. But all of this drama right now is like journalism based. Like it's absolutely wild. Like like they congratulate Lexi for getting her article and thing, and then uh, the teacher, the moderator of the. The club, Mr. Goldblum, I think is his name. Who you think is going to be important, not. but is very much not. Um, he's like, you got to say a few words, you know, your writer Lexi. Jack says something really underhanded, just like, yeah, you know. Well, this is when this movie becomes full on just sexism in the workplace. Like, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, glad I'm watching my life reflected back at me. Like, when he's like, um, this is one of from one of our more softer verticals because like advice is considered like a female field. Go fuck yourself, Jack Downey. Soft news sells. I don't think it's a feminist thing or a girl thing. It's oh, yes, a, it is. No, it's just the fact that he doesn't like her and he thinks she's really no, annoying and selfish you are and self-centered. This completely wrong. I'm sorry. Yes, he doesn't like her, but also calling something that was successful like soft news and calling it out for being like soft 
is a fucking dickhole patriarchal. Well, I just thought he doesn't. I just thought he doesn't like the whole gossip and like advice sections. I didn't think it was just because well, like I didn't. Well, like, that's listen, you're, listen, like, you're, I, that's because women write those and like they're considered not as important as hard news. I'm not in the journalism field. You are, and you are a woman in the journalism field, so you would know better than I was. But I did not. Get I'm really that. sorry, guys. I'm gonna scream about journalism for 45 minutes. I'm really sorry, but no, it's. It's you not, know you really should have you really should have picked this movie for your birthday month because this is basically I, a gift to yourself is what this is. I know I was a journalism major, Luke, and everyone made fun of me in journalism school for writing fluffy articles. Fluffy articles make money. Gotta get that money. Jack calls her out and then she zings calls her back out and zings back at him because he's she's like, well, you refused to run this piece, so I guess it all worked out. Then, that was the other thing. I was like, wait, this never even went in the school papers? Did you just, like, sent this to a newspaper? I still don't understand the mechanics of that. that yeah, but. it doesn't matter. But then she spies, it's like some time passes, and she spies the two teachers who are in the relationship talking. And essentially, Mr. Walker gets all pissed off and says, I don't love you, um, and we need to break up. And then Miss Dawson gets all pissed off and is like, um, okay, well, that's fine. But I can't see you every day. This school isn't big enough for the both of us. One We're of us not has- both staying at this school. Someone has to leave. Lindsay Lohan's like listening like a floor below like on a stairwell. And she's wearing a magenta leather jacket. I want to just say this real quick because I don't think I've hit this head nail on the head hard enough. Screw Lexi. She's the worst in this right now. I know, because I know. She has ran, ran this article with a photograph without um, the participant's consent or knowledge. Yeah. Um, and she broke up their relationship. Like, it, she's bad. But anyway, she hears this all happen, and then what happens? Uh, she's in her 2002 pajamas that I swear to God I think I've seen you wear. Yeah, probably. And uh, and then the dad comes in and they have a talk about journalism. Oh, this is dumb. They have a talk about journalism and the ethics of journalism. But I will say, this might be the best dad character we've seen in Disney Channel original movies so far. He I mean, I know it's kind dad. of calling out Dave Coulier kind of from absentee. last month. But I mean, he's like nice, and he talks to his daughter about ethics, and he's he's relevant to the plot, but not too much. He's not over or underacted. He's just like a good, solid dad. And you're right, he's kind of absentee because uh, you know he's always working, but you don't resent him for it. Yeah, he's supposed to be always at like you know doing getting a lead, getting a scoop. Yeah, but, like he was a good dad. This guy also isn't a terrible actor. I like that about him. Um, he basically just she's hurt kind of because well the dad reads her article in the paper and she's hurt because that asshole sexist pig said something about her piece not being hard news and he she was like i want to do hard news and he's like well you got to work your way up to that and like kind of gives her good advice about how to like go after a scoop if you think something's fishy so that's just setting us up foreshadowing for what was yeah, he also he, he also says real quick that his first big break into journalism was that he did a story where he found out that there was a toxic waste dump below a hamburger stand. Which, Disney, come on, you could do better. Like, I thought that was weird too. I think oh, they, I think too. they literally put up things on like a dartboard and just threw, and just threw them. Yeah, I think that like, was like Mad Libs. Like they were like, yeah. "There's it's with Mister Colonel Mustard in <laughs> the billiards room." It's. Um, I will say there's also some point soon where um, she makes a comment about a Barney's warehouse sale. Again, this is a movie for children. Because do you know what a Barney's warehouse sale is? I mean, I know what Barney's is, but I don't know what makes anything particular salient about it. Yeah, no. Or, or warehousey, rather. Yeah. It's, again, a jokes for adults who live in New York City, and I don't know so why they're in this you, movie. you, you. 
Yes, I got it. And I said, hilarious. Emma, are you sure sure that this is not like a Wizards of Waverly Place situation where Emma, in the future, went back in time and wrote this movie for herself? Did I write this movie? It's entirely possible that you wrote this movie. When when they said that joke about going below 14th Street, I was like, yes. I thought it was hilarious. Also, I just made made a really deep Wizards of Waverly Place cut. I don't know why, where that came from. Um, yeah, Um, I I don't even think I got that 100% of the way, to be honest. Yeah, there's, there's an episode was really I mean, I'm not gonna go into it um so then we cut to CSI New York as the police oh, yeah. dredge a, it does look like CSI a little bit as they dredge a uh, motor vehicle from the Hudson River. River and we mean sorry I don't know that's where, where all the bodies are there's <laughs> <laughs> um but and we see this guy this detective standing watching the car being pulled out and he okay. has a fucking pink panther mustache. Why does why was this a part of this? Like I don't understand. I don't know. There I feel like literally this movie was came up if this movie was not written by Emma. Which um, a team sorry, of still writer, out. Yeah. This movie was written by a group of writers who just put the, and wrote down an idea into a hat and then they drew drew it out and it's like, so it's gonna be about a girl who wants to be a journalist. <laughs> but also wants to be a spy, but also wants to be a detective, and it's going to be, she's going to need to solve a disappearance of a teacher. Um, and it's going to take place in Carroll Gardens. But, uh, so, we uh, we see in a scene with Jake, uh, Jack, and uh, as well as with Lindsay Lohan, that the car is Mr. Walker's, and he has disappeared. Um, this is where I'm going to go into some style corner, and I think we need to play the music at this point. When okay, they... you, Emma, you, Emma, Emma, you only get one. This is it. You get one. Is this your one? Yes. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. Fashion is the art. Designers are the gods. Models play the part of angels in the dark. Which one of you would ever dare to go against? That beauty is a trade and everyone is paid fashionista. Okay, so these outfits were the best outfits of the whole movie. Lindsay their Lohan, morning outfits? their morning outfits. And I didn't realize they were like cosplaying mourners until they said it out loud. And she is in a like lace black tights, like up, like upper legs. She looks like Janet Snakehole like, from Parks and Rec. And this long, like, Guys, bodycon black dress. Like, nothing a 14-year-old should ever be wearing to school. And, like, high heels. And, like, high heels, lace tights, a bodycon dress, and, like, a slightly off-center black beret with, like, a pin in the front of, like, a carriage. And I was like, oh, my God. She's serving looks. Brenda Song rolls in, snacks her. They do, like, a walk-in together, like, into the... like For no to, reason! For no We've reason. met these they're, characters before. Their teacher's dead, and they're doing, like, a mean girls, like, well, walking down the well, hallway. Well, let's... let's we're not sure about that yet. But, but for all intents and purposes, a Cars and East River is dead. Brenda Song's in a two-piece black suit with, like, pink and purple fur around the collar. And her... It, it looks like she dyed cotton balls. Yes, yes. Um, but another important thing to note is that this is the first scene where we slip into Lindsay Lohan narrating the movie because that, she does that very erratically over the course of the film. 
and it's terrible whenever she does it. I hate when she starts narrating. I also just love the fact that they then, like, they walk in these, like, black Matrix outfits and then are like, black scream, it's morning is great because black never goes out of style. I was like, what? Yeah. She does say that. She also has a good line in her uh, monologue, and her narration, where she's like, there's so many cameras around. I hope they all get my goods." Yes, this is where she says Barney's Warehouse Sale. I'm pretty sure. She's like, like, Barney's Warehouse Sale. There was a bigger crowd than at a Barney's Warehouse Sale. I was like, who is this joke for? Um, Okay, so basically they go to school the next day. There's a bunch of reporters. Um... Lindsay, I don't, I always, Lindsay and Lexi is really hard for me. Lilo gets questioned by the detectives because obviously, because she broke the story on um, them or whatever, on Walker and Dawson. And she gets questioned by the detective and just fucking spills her guts to these detectives and makes it, literally sets up Miss Dawson to look like a murderer. Well, and then, she, to be fair, Emma, what did you expect her to do? Well, she does tell the truth, which I get. But yeah. I think the part that I, that was more incredulous to me was the fact that she, like, tells them the truth, which is, I saw them get in a fight. Miss Dawson said the school isn't big enough to the both of us. She also tells, tells the detective to lose his disgusting mustache, which, like, which, good but, on you, which, girl. Well, I mean, that's kind of rude. I think if Oh, you no came... human would ever say that out loud, but I was glad she did. Um, so she's interviewed by the detectives. The thing that I'm saying that made me crazy was that she would, like, tells them all the shit and is like, oh, they got in a fight, blah, blah, blah. And then they call in Miss Dawson, and she's, like, eavesdropping outside with Jack, and it's like, oh, no, they think she did it. I'm like, bitch, no shit. What did you just tell them? I also have a problem with that, because when they lead her into the room where she's getting interviewed, there is an armed police officer standing guard outside, and then when she walks out, he's just gone, and she's just able to stand by the door. Oh, you're right, you're right. The next thing that happens is she basically, like, the next important thing is basically she has a conversation with Jack in the hallway, and she's kind of like, we need to get to the bottom of this. Lindsay Lohan wants to go off and, like, ex- like investigate herself, I think partially because she feels guilty about Miss Dawson because she spilled the beans on that shit. Oh, also, yeah, this, so- is, this is the scene I was talking about a second ago, where she immediately jumps... To that Mr. Walker is murdered. He is dead. It is done. Yes. And then, she's like, and then well, she's talking to Jack about this. And then he's like, and, he's, and then he goes, well, if Ms. Dawson didn't murder him, who did? And then she goes, who said he was murdered? And I was like, you did, like, ten seconds ago. Five seconds yeah, ago. You, the, no one was talking about him place. being dead. And then she's just like, uh, so someone had to have murdered Mr. Walker, but I don't think it was Miss Dawson. And then she's like, well, who couldn't have been? She's like, who said he was dead? And I was like, you did, like, a sentence ago. The script writers on this, let's just admit, they were phoning it in, okay? But anyway, so they, she, they have a conversation where she's trying to convince him to investigate this murder. Or she's telling him that she's going to do it. And then she says, I need your help, kind of. Yeah, they, they agree they, to team up. They agree to set their, they agree to team set up. their differences aside. There's also, aside. if you notice, there's a great... Nancy Drew in the Hidden Staircase reference. There is. Where he's like, whatever that Hidden Staircase Nancy yeah, Drew. Emma, and we're, like, ah. Emma just, just real quick, I need, to let you, I need to ask you. We're doing a bonus episode on the Emma Roberts Nancy Drew movie, right? That's happening? Like, I, I would 100% do that. I love Nancy Drew, guys. I love the books. I love the movies. I love the I, computer games. Yeah, I love I, me and Emma have a weird affection for Nancy Drew from our childhood, which we don't need to go into. But um, We played a lot of Nancy Drew yeah, computer games. Uh, yeah, which are okay. fantastic. So they agree to team up after that amazing, completely dope uh, Nancy Drew ref. Um, then, for literally, and this, you guys, you gotta know, I absolutely loved it. For no fucking reason, 
We cut to a shopping montage. They're having a conversation and it's just more like, you know, like just them like, you know, posing in front of mirrors. And you notice that there's a random still of Lindsay Lohan that they just like slide in? Yes, I was, I was freaked out when that showed up. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. And then there's just randomly, oh. It's all video. It's all video. It's they're, it's they're talking, they're filming, and then they just slide in a still photo of her. Besides there's, a, there's Brenda songs. Brenda song is saying something to Lindsay Lohan. And then all of a sudden, it's just a shot of Lindsay Lohan going like, uh, like glam into the face, at, like into the face of the camera. And I was just like, where, where, where did that come from? Is Lindsay Lohan haunting this so movie? It was so weird. It was like they tried to make it like a PowerPoint slideshow halfway through. I was like, guys, we're making a fucking movie. What's going on? Uh. But so they have this shopping montage where like, they're kind of talking. And Brenda Song's like, oh, you like Jack. That's why you are inviting him, you know, hang out today. And like, yeah, she also says he's tall and mysterious. I was like, he's not. Neither of those things. He's neither of those things. He's short, and the only thing mysterious about him is why he fucking does his hair like that. But anyway, they all meet up. No, there's, uh, well, I mean, kind of. Basically, since she used her, uh, sister's spy camera to get a picture of Mr. Walker, she recognizes that she's gonna need a lot of spy equipment to get this job done to solve, basically solve this guy's disappearance. Possibly a murder. And there's also a scene mm-hmm. with the dad before that where he's like, I don't want you getting involved in this because you're a child and this might be a murder investigation. And she's like, I got it. And then she walks away with her o- no. her fingers super obviously crossed behind her hand, her back. Um, so yeah, they're at the spy shop and it's just Jack and Lilo at first. And then Gabe and Brenda Song walk in. But I don't know if we mentioned it. Brenda Song, his name is Jen in this movie, but she's Brenda Song. I don't care. Um, oh, it's Jen. You're right. I haven't said that once. Yeah, it's Brenda Song. It's it's Brenda Song, and it's, it's better that it's Brenda Song. Um, so they're at the spy shop, and they're checking out gadgets. And she, uh, Brenda Song, says Gabe is here because he lives across the street from Mrs. Dawson. So we can watch your place. Uh, oh, that's how they get Gabe in there. I was like, yes. how does this fucker show up? I forgot. Yeah, and they so he we can watch her place, and if anything weird happens, we'll know about it. But also, they buy a camera and install it in front of her house, like on the fire escape. So they're officially committing a crime oh, here. Crimes were committed. These kids should be doing time. Oh well, they're not the only ones, but they also yeah, you're right. They all, and then so they're all in on it, and Jen continues to be useless. Because she, Gabe brings something to the table. Jen does nothing. Brenda Song does nothing in this movie, but she's Brenda Song, so I'm happy she's here. Um, but they always, are, always. But, but before they put the camera in place, they go back to Lilo's house, and they're starting to figure out their plan. And uh, Jack says, I know where he, Mr. Do- Walker lives. Let's go check out his place. So let's break into a man's home. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then look for clues. You two go and set up, uh, Brenda Song and Gabe, go set up the camera and watch it. Um, because Brenda Song refuses to go to Brooklyn, which is where the guy lives. Um, and Lilo manages to do it. And then they realize that they're going to have to take the subway. This was wild. First of all, these girls are supposed to live in New York City, which, like, I get it. They're sheltered. They're supposed to be the Upper East Side rich girls or whatever. But they're supposed to be, like, lifelong New Yorkers. And they don't even know where he- Carol Gardens is, which is, he then says, is in Brooklyn. And then also, there's an amazing insult in here, which is similar to like the likes of Computer Boy from our very first episode, where he's talking about, um, like, uh, whatever, like, uh, how they can't take, they can't take cars. They need to take the subway to go out to Carroll Gardens because there's game, there's a game, there's gonna be traffic. And then he's like, we also can't show up mm-hmm. in your rich mobile. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, because she because she tries to call them a car. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna call a car, he's like, and he's like, we can't show up in a rich mobile. And I was like, good one, dude. Oh, Thanks. Brenda, Brenda also has a great line here when they bring this up, where it's like, we need to go to Jen. You need to go to with him to find out, to check out the apartment. And she goes, I'm not going there. And she says, Jen, a good spy never uh, questions their assignment. And then she goes, so whatever, I'm a bad spy. Yeah, and I was like, that's good. Yeah. Like, also, like, I love Brenda's song for just being real enough to be like, I'm not a fucking spy. I don't care. Yeah. I want to go to Brooklyn. And then, so they set up the fact that they have to take the subway as a big whole obstacle for also, Lindsay Lohan. okay, I'm going to say something right now. Again, with some New York stuff. Uh, one of my best friends has grown up on the Upper East Side of New York her whole life. She went to private school in New York. Everybody knows how to take the fucking subway. Well, it's not the fact that they know don't know how to take the subway. It's just that she... Is never taken the subway before and is disgusted yes! by the idea. No, you put that. Everyone has taken the subway. They know how to take the subway. They have taken the subway. As they make the point to make with Jack, where he's like, "You like this is the only way to get there." Like, there's certain times of day when like you can't get in a car in New York because you'll be in traffic for three hours. So, like, you have to take the subway sometimes. Like, everybody takes the fucking subway. But yes, rich people drive more than they take the subway. But everyone has done it. The fact that this girl has never been on the subway and is like scared of it is crazy. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is the fact that they set it up as this big challenge and then they just like toss it away it's nothing she's literally like i'm going to the subway and then just cuts to her leaving the subway like it's nothing i don't even get a shot of her inside the subway it's pointless no they just they they walk up to like the fucking six or whatever it is and she's like kind of terrified and like then she just goes down and in and then she's out and she's in care yeah, but while they're on the subway we get the scene of them putting in the camera and the camera you'd think such as a spy camera would be like tiny it's like this big freaking black Huge. box and loud. It, and yeah, very it like loud. it like whirs because they can control it with a remote, with like a freaking air remote, air, RC airplane controller thing. And then they put a plant in front of it, but not in front of it because it only covers the bottom part. And it's super obvious that there's a camera there. Like it's terrible. But uh, so they're watching the camera, and then they go to their apartment, uh, the teacher's apartment, and they see Miss Stern walking out of it again. Do you think she's gonna be important? But she's not. Nope. She was, like, at his house, correct? Yeah, she's walking out of his apartment building. Um, and so they go into the apartment, and the door's just open. Also, pause really quickly. Um, Lindsay Lohan at this point is wearing sunglasses. She's, like, always wearing sunglasses. <laughs> that, have, that have a tiny rhinestone heart in the Great, right corner cool. of the lens, which was such a moment. And also a fur crop jacket. Paint, hot pink fur crop jacket. Continue. So the door's just open, and I was always under the impression that if a person is missing, the police generally watch their house, you know, in case they come back. One would think. But, or caution tape the door. Something. But no, they just go in, they start poking around. Lindsay is super uncomfortable through all of this. She is ready to leave at the drop of a hat. Um, but then so the first scared. thing they find is that they find his briefcase, and it has NP written on it. And they're like, I, what does that mean? Oh, um, and then she goes into his bedroom and then opens up the dress. Oh, also, again, I would, this is not important, but the movie thinks it is. On the way to the apartment, they find a homeless guy who uh, Lindsay Lohan is swears is wearing Mr. Walker's jacket. The jacket that she hated from like but, the scene where she sees him at school. Yeah, so she, so I thought my impression was that she was opening the dresser to see if it was there or not. But before she could find out, we see a man appear in the reflection of the mirror on the dresser. And she screams like she just got stabbed in the throat. Like, it's the most blood-curdling, like, ah! Like a full-on Halloween. I, that's 
scared me though. I was scared. You got scared? It was so underwhelming for me. When oh, I was scared because I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I, I didn't remember what happened, and I was like, oh my god. Like, and then the way they were playing the music, I knew something was gonna happen. I also just don't like when things jump out of me. He didn't. There wasn't a jump, and it was the thing is, it was such a slow opening of the mirror. Like it was, it, it wasn't even like the medicine cabinet thing in horror movies where like, uh, you know, they open the medicine cabinet like a jar and then they close it and then you see the person. It wasn't even like that. It was just bad. It didn't work. I was scared. But this guy, again, this is another joke, even though this one they actually point out later, is Detective Meanie. Private um, Detective Meanie. Private, no? private. Which, the, they, the thing is, I he, they never actually say that he's a private detective, I think, but the, the, it just kind of comes up. Um, and he's like, hey, you know you're trespassing here, right? And they're like, no, we're children. We don't know what trespassing is. We are just innocent children. But no, he has a badge, is the thing, with Detective Yeah, Meanie. and it was also, and it also like, mirrored the... Uh... And, well, what they say is, here's the thing, is he has a badge. It was interesting because in the, in the, in the scene at the school, she was like, how do I know you're a real detective? And the, uh, the real detective flashed his badge, and she was like, oh, okay, got it, there we go. And, but how do we know? But this guy has a badge, but we're still supposed to be conspicuous Yeah, but it's all, it is, it is technically a different badge. But here's the thing. If they, it's a different looking badge. But what I'm saying is, is that they set up that he, he said, all he says is Detective Meany, badge, you're on, you're on private property, blah, blah, blah. And then they walk out of the apartment and they're just like, he's a private detective. What do you expect? I was like, wait, he's a private detective? What? I thought he was just a regular detective. I, exactly. I didn't get that at all. Until and also, if he's a private apartment. detective, who hired him? <laughs> Who, who, the, who the police? The police don't just hire private detectives to find people. They have detectives to do that. So why is he in on this case? Who let the uh, dogs out? Who who? I was bad, so confused. Bad 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 joke. But also um, the whole reason she is suspicious of him as they're walking out of the apartment is that he's dressed in too nice of clothing. Yeah, correct. Because you know the yes, because the detective earlier was wearing like coffee stained clothes and looked like a piece of garbage. Uh, but he's wearing, he's got like a solid gold, like platinum watch, watch and like a Pomoni like suit. suit, which I could understand Lindsay Lohan knowing about, like, why does she know so much about men's fashion? Why does she know, she knows in this movie explicitly about jewelry and men's fashion. Like that's, I well, don't understand her how dad, that's her rich ass dad who's a fucking New York Times writer. But I'm just saying, how does she know? It's not like, uh female fashion if it was like she's a woman a she could totally she's a fashionista all right, whatever. that's her personality trait that and she's a fucking yeah alright whatever okay um, but they then walk they out go of the apartment. to Jack's house they do and we find out that he's shocker poor his dad's Our, dead his dad's dead he's got a brother in the navy which by the way this whole time he's been wearing a shirt that just Thank says you. navy guys okay <laughs> I think the fact the good storytelling here even mediocre storytelling would have had him wearing that shirt for like the days leading up to this and then have him deliver this not wearing that shirt. He has been wearing a navy shirt for the past like three days. Not, e not even then, a shirt that says like navy with an anchor. It just says navy. Navy in giant bold letters. He then delivered it. And she's like, where's your brother? And he's like, he's in the navy. Like as he's wearing a massive navy shirt, which is in the shot. It is so heavy handed. I was like, guys, come on. And this is this is some great uh, Lindsay Lohan learning how the other half lives where she's like, what is your mom doing home in the middle of the day? And he's like, she's an emergency nurse. Um, and so she only works she only works nights or whatever. And she's like, oh, something smells great. It's like, oh, my mom's a great cook. And she's like, your mom cooks? And I yeah, was like, yeah. I don't even know it after the Navy thing. We're really hammering home to these kids about privilege, aren't we? Like, they mm -hmm. are really trying to teach kids a lesson here with, like, her being like, what happened to your dad? Oh, my God, he's dead? That sucks. Like, 
And, like, asking all these dumbass questions and being like, your computer's so old. Like, yeah, bitch, fuck off. He's Yeah, that, that, that's how he knew where uh, the Mr. Walker lived, because he got his old computer from Mr. Walker. Also, they live, like, a minute walk away a from each other. walk for each other. Like, I don't understand, but... Uh, but so they go up to his room and they start and they want to investigate if this private detective is actually a private detective because like you said he was dressed too he was dressed too nice for a detective I guess and they're looking on the internet and they're like no there is a detective named Charles Meany uh, registered to the state of New York which I love the early 2000s when you could get anything and everything off the internet all information well, is accessible by 13 year olds on the line yep everyone anything and anything you want yep uh but she and, does make a point when they're sitting there, like, that could be someone, like, he could be using the name of someone who's real, you know? Yeah, we never really get an explanation on that, but I guess that is just, like, I'm yeah, assuming that's their version of the explanation, is that he's yeah. using the name so of So then real. they, uh, as they're sitting at the computer, they're like, huh, well, wait a minute, you said this is Mr. Walker's old computer, right? And so they look up and they see that it's registered to a... Uh, Nicholas Petrosian. Nicholas Petrosian. It's, and, uh, and so they're like, oh, that's what NP stood for on the briefcase, Cracking this case wide open. Woohoo! Uh huh. And then, so then they, I can't believe I'm about to say these words. They page Brenda Song. Yes. <laughs> they, yes. Yes. Her she, pager goes off. She has and a she pager. And she pulls out a purse that is as long as my fucking forearm, elbow to tips of fingers, this long envelope purse covered in fringe, and pulls out a pager. And it's mm-hmm. like, Lexi's paging me. I was like, what? Which we is have seen happening? children with cell phones in this movie. Why does she not have a Why are know. they being paged? But man, uh, I genuinely think the sad thing I'm, I think there are some people listening who don't know what pagers are. Yeah, uh, that's sad. Yeah, Very but the, which me, they, they were a thing that let you know someone wanted to contact you. Basically, so you'd have to You go could send and, like a sentence, couldn't you? Like, yeah, it was basically like, I'm calling. Like, call me at this number. And so they'd page you and you'd get the number of it. And you'd be like, oh, someone needs to talk to me. So you have to go and find a phone and then call the number, I guess. Um, I've never actually used the pager. I'm just assuming that's how it works. Also, like, they meet up. I will say they meet up. This is, again, sorry, guys. This is New York Insider Information. You guys, I need to be kicked off this podcast. But it's like, they they are back and forth from Brooklyn so rapidly. And, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, a 45-minute subway. At the, I'm sure. At the bare minimum. Bare min. But, you know. Emma, you know, I'm, I've made jokes about this in the past, about certain movies, but I literally think in Disney Channel original movies, time has no meaning. It's a flat circle. It is a flat circle. Like, I, I've said it in some movies and some and not in others, but I think in, like, 90%, just time is pointless. Um, but, so they meet up, and they're basically sitting around. They're, they're filling them in that... Mr. Goldblum appeared at Miss Dawson's home and they were like hanging out and he seemed like it seemed like they were kind of shacking up together now that Mr. Walker was out of the picture. Yeah, they were like hugging. There was very suspicious. Yes. Brenda Song makes a hot Charlie's Angels reference. Yes. Um, yeah. And like they're all the camera... hanging out at Lexi's rich ass yes. apartment, by the and, way. And Jack is on the computer figuring out um, who Nicholas Petrosian is. And uh, he, of course, again, because all information is accessible on the internet, all he discovers it. that he was a um, banker. He's, he is assumed dead and missing banker from New Mexico or Arizona. Arizona, Arizona. Um, who is suspected for stealing ten million dollars, uh, and then from, killing himself, or whatever. And then, or then he disappeared. Basically, um, is it bright or is there something else? That's it. I can get to that. They oh, yeah. So, they, so, all right. So, they see a picture of him. 
and they realize, yes, this is Mr. Walker. He changed his name and has lived, been living under this assumed identity. And then they find the name of his mother. He has a mother yes. who lives in which, which Bay again, Ridge or wherever she lives. She and again, he finds her by looking her up in the phone book because it's oh, two thousand two. And he makes he makes a little like little snap about, oh, I used my Brooklyn common sense and looked up the yellow pages. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but bef- and then the, basically, there's a scene at school that's just, uh, hey, I found the mom. Let's go find her. And then they're like, okay. Um, also, she has half crimped hair here. I'm just gonna say that, kind of like a Lizzie McGuire, where some of the hair is straight, some of it's crimped. Right? Okay, all right, great. But so they go to this neighborhood, and then they find the house. They go to this house, and they knock at the door, and they're like, "Hi, are you, uh, we're looking for a Mrs. Petrosian." They're looking for his mom because the mom is the one who's listed in the phone book. And she goes, "Oh, uh, there's no one here listed by that name." And then Lizzie Lohan just goes, um, "No, well, maybe if you think hard about it, you'll remember." And then <gasps> we're gonna take a break. And then you'll find out the thrilling conclusion. That's called a cliffhanger, folks. Oh, well. I know. Who could be behind the door? Blah, blah, blah. See you in a second, guys. Bye. Get ready to jam to this. Get ready to jam to this awesome song. It's Get a clue. Sweet. Bye. Got a little answer. There is something going on now. The clothes I bought, the friends I got, my teacher had a meltdown. Then I look at me. I start to see And a voice inside tells me what I must do Wake up, who knew? It's me, it's you get a clue It's there inside of you Get a clue There's nothing you can do Nothing's ever quite what it seems Just look a little closer at me Wake up, who knew? It's me, it's you get a clue So, uh, originally it's just this little old Jewish grandma type lady who opens the door. And but she's then all like, of a sudden, I don't know him. I don't know anything. Yeah, like I mentioned that. And then we hear from behind the door, no, it's okay, mother. They're cool. Let them in. in. And the door swings open. Orlando Walker himself. Dun, dun, dun. He's not dead. Hi. They get let in. Yeah, and she's offering them eel or something i i I don't know eel yeah Uh, i don't know what the fuck that was i don't know yeah and so then basically walker gives them their whole his whole story story that he was a a banker in arizona named nicholas petrosian and he uh again this is i don't know who thought of this in terms of the plot again lucas pulling things out of a hat Mad libsing them together, we've established. No, but like you're, you're. I know, but you're. You were joking about this movie about the fact that like, man, they really uh, are writing things for just adults in this movie. That's what, what I'm saying. Kind, like, they what didn't kind know of where kid they wanted to go with this plot? Like, it's like parts of it are like super adult, and then parts of it are like fabulous, and then parts of it are like I was a hedge fund banker in Arizona. So why do like, you like it? Like, so why do you like it so much? It's amazing. <laughs> Why? Keeps you on the edge of your seat. Okay, whatever. So he was a banker in Arizona who was in charge. He got this big account, basically. Again, also, I don't know how guys, a child understands. I want to say right now, I don't want you guys to think less of me. I don't fucking understand this part of the story. I'm 24 years old. And when he's explaining this, like, offshore account nonsense, I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, so basically, he op- he got this big account, like, to manage their money. And then he got a notice that someone took $10 million out of that account, put it in an offshore account, and then took the money out of that. But the account was in his name, so it looks like he was he, he did was it. So he was framed. 
He was framed. And he mentions that uh, this was really bad for him because he had just... Uh, He'd been moving up the ladder and take like his, his bosses, some guy named Granville, had just started to take notice. Um, but then, so he realized that he'd been framed. People were going to be after him, so he packed up all his stuff and made a run, faked his own death, made a run for it, came to New York, stole the identity of a recently deceased Dead teacher, teacher. Dead teacher. And then went on teaching without a license for maybe years. I don't know. We don't know how but, long. He definitely should be in prison, even, even though he was framed. A 10,000%. Yes. Um, and so that was the reason why he didn't let his picture be run in the yearbook, because he didn't want any pictures of him, because someone might see it and then come after him for stealing mm -hmm. the money and blah, 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 blah. And um, basically, Lilo's article fucked him sideways. It blew up yes. his whole game, because there was a picture of him, and someone obviously recognized him and left a note at his place that he came home to. That had gotten rained on or something? Yeah, it said, um, he got a note from somebody that said, meet me here at this time, um, otherwise I'll hurt Miss Dawson, which is why I'm a, they never really explicitly say this, but we can assume that's, that's why, why he, he broke, broke up, up with her. Because he didn't want her to get hurt by these people. Again, another movie trope that I hate. Just tell me what's going on. Just tell me what's going on. If you're, if my boyfriend's Spider-Man and you're worried about me because of fucking Dr. Octopus, let me know. Don't fake break up with me because then I'm going to be in bed eating chocolate worried that it's because my ass is too fat. So I need you to tell me that you're breaking up with me because of the super real. Just let me know. I don't like that whole, like, gotta protect but I'm a her. But, I, but I'm a Mary Jane didn't know he was Spider-Man. Like, Whatever. That's a bad example. I know that. I'm already in too deep to it, so I'm going to keep using it. But I'm just saying, let a girl know why you're breaking up with her. Okay. Don't make it um, her fault. Don't make it her fault. It's your fault. You're fucking Spider-Man. Emma, stop. Okay. I'm done. So, he... Thank you. Um, so he... Uh, and also, I love the scene of them falling in love, which is them sitting down to lunch and then being like, tuna salad on pumpernickel. It's the most ridiculous thing of all time. I loved it. Uh, it's, yeah. Also, this um, is another huge thing to Clueless, because in Clueless, a bald teacher and a woman that looks just like Miss Dawson, another teacher, fall in love, and that's the cat, one of the catalysts for the whole movie. I, again, wouldn't know, never seen Clueless. Maybe that'll be a bonus episode, watch I don't know. watch more movies. If you're going to host I, a movie podcast... Maybe I've watched, every once in a while. I've watched so many movies. Actually, if you want to listen to a podcast for someone who hasn't seen a lot of movies, watches movies, check out Person Molly's Movie Night on AudioEntropy.com. Plug. Um, so, yeah, he um, got this note, and they take it from him, and it's... He said he dropped it in water, or it rained, or I don't know. But it's wet, and he can't make out where he's supposed to meet. So they take it, and they're like, don't worry, we got this for you. Which, okay. I can get that they would get involved in this even though that they're even though you know they're children and they should absolutely not be getting involved in this um but why is because this adult idiots. no but why is this adult entrusting his why possible future safety why is he letting safety? them do this i don't understand against people who stole 10 million dollars and have been hunting him for years I don't know. he is saying kids i trust you to handle this for me like I'm not saying, like, obviously he makes a point that he can't go to the police because he's been framed. Why would he trust children to handle it for him? I get what you're saying. Yes. He's fucked up. Not only trust children, but this is putting them in harm's way. It's really like, quite wild. Yeah. So he, they take the note and they're like, all right, we'll fix this. We'll figure out where you're supposed to meet tomorrow. Um, and then my favorite character, Taylor, the little sister, comes in. Um, and they're like, listen, we're going to clue you in. Huh? Huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Huh? And uh, there's they they say they actually don't say get a clue as many times as you think they would in this movie. I don't. Uh, they say it. 
a good amount of times. They say it like two or three times, I think. Like not, it's not as bad as you think it would be. But so she goes to the little spy sister and is like, we need you to take this note and refix up the, uh, the smudged part so we can figure out what it says. And she's like on it and she takes out this like toolkit and then she has this remote that can like automatically close doors. I guess she's rigged every door in the she's house to be able literally to literally booby trap their entire penthouse apartment. Yes, uh, but that's not. It gets worse. So she like go into like the living room and she presses the button and then she puts on her uh, night vision goggles for like no reason and she takes out this whole like kit and like rubber gloves and like Please various. Please let me know that they don't explain what the fuck she's doing. They just no, let, she just but, sprinkles shit left and right, pulls yeah, out but six no, black yeah, lights. Yeah, but 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 no part of me expected them to. Yeah, but that no, but you're that right. but that's my favorite. But that's my favorite part. Is she does all this forensic science to this piece of paper, and then all of a sudden she flicks the the same remote, and then the entire room goes into a black light. That was amazing. <laughs> like, that was awesome. I was like, no, but yes. But also. It was so good. Okay, but let's get to the important part of this scene. So they figure out what the note says. Meet me at the Fairmark Hotel, hotel yep. at 2 p.m. Um, or, you know, or else. And then their whole room is under a black light. And the dad comes home from, like, a press conference or whatever and throws open the door. The sister hits the remote so the lights come back on so dad doesn't know that the whole house is, like, fucking booby-trapped. And he's like, what are you kids doing? And they just, like, <laughs> any other excuse would have been, like, so much better. Like, playing a video game. like she, Playing a board game. Watching TV. She's showing us her spy stuff. And Lindsay Lohan's like, just practicing some new dance moves. And then they all they start all dancing. They all start dancing. Jeff Horribly. Jeff Brenda Song, kid that films everything, Lindsay Lohan, the other one, and they are giving each other tips. Jack Downey in the back was like doing the swim by himself so awkwardly, it was hard to watch. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, so anyway. So then we cut to Lilo walking down the spiral staircase wearing her spy All outfit. right. Is Here's this, where we gotta right. stop again. Lindsay Lohan is serving Matrix realness looks. As a 14-year-old, this homegirl is in a, like, floor-length black trench with her hair pulled up and half up, half down into a high pony, like, wrapped around itself. Tiny 1990s black sunglasses, like, spy sunglasses, and, like, chunky platforms. Keep in mind, she looks like she belongs in Xenon, not anywhere on the earth. Continue. Um, but so she walk is getting ready to walk out the house. She grabs a piece of toast because, you know, that's what you do when you're late for school and run in a movie. But, um, the little sister comes down and is like, hey, I got you some of these, some more communicator watches and listening devices and blah, 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 blah. Which I guess these girls just have infinite money. Like, infinite. I get that they're, infinite. I guess that I, like, I get that they're rich. I understand that. But how much money do their parents give them infinite. on a regular basis infinite. that they can just go down and buy these presumably infinite. really expensive? <laughs> infinite. Okay. Infinite. Uh, okay, stop saying infinite. Infinite. I'm done. Okay, thank you. But, like, so she then, has a so lot then she, of shit. But so then, then they all get together and meet each other, and then they take no. a cab to the... No, well, hang on. They take a cab to the hotel, but then they do this walking a down the street shop. walk up. Similar to the... Very similar to the montage they did on the first day of school, which is, like, yeah. New York City's, like, streets, like, honk, honk, Madison Ave sign. And 
then they show these four fucking assholes, all dressed in black <laughs> leather, head to toe. Brenda Song has two side buns that are considerably less now because they have braids in them. They are all dressed in like black leather and sunglasses. The one kid has like a massive briefcase for like no fucking reason, and like are all walking. Well, it does have a reason, but okay. But they, but but they, and then during this montage, you get shots of them suiting up Mr. Walker with uh, earpieces and the watch and a hat and sunglasses and et cetera, et cetera. Why is he putting the fate of his life in the hands of these children? We, I, that's what I'm ta- telling you. Like he is dealing with people who have been hounding him for years, and he's like, I've got a kid, I've got four kids and a bunch of stuff from the sharper image. Let's do so it. He goes into the hotel. Um, kids and him go into the hotel. Yes, and they they tell him they find where he's supposed to sit. And they arrive at 2 o'clock. Thank you. I wrote that exact same note. Two things. Number one, these kids look fucking insane in this lobby. Because it's a normal hotel, and these kids are dressed like they're in fucking Xenon. Like, they look insane, and everyone, like, notices they look insane. A lot of Xenon comparisons this this month. They show... It says... They are show up at two and they're like, get in your places. I'm like, get in your places. It's two. Why would you not get show up ten minutes before and then get in your places? Yeah, they assume they assume that this guy is gonna be late. I wrote it. Have a sloppy work. Like, come on. Yeah, bad job. But so they they they, they all post up around the hotel with all focused on uh, Mr. Walker and this to see who's gonna show hair, up. The red and welcome, party. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the welcome to the red herring convention because every side character we have met up to this point appears for no reason. Even the mom! The mom who presumably knows about this plan shows up for no adequately explained reason. I had a moment where I was like oh my god, is this whole thing fake? And they're like doing it to teach her a lesson and not be such a fucking snoop? And like shit and like everyone's in at it and I was like is this fake? I was like this whole thing like it's directed by her parents and these people. But you've seen this movie Emma. I did, and I it, even then it was so ridiculous that I doubted my own memory. I was like, "Was this actually?" Yeah, fake? no, and I, I, I did. Part. I did think for a moment that the this was just the teachers trying to teach her a lesson for posting that article. But the thing is, the but I was dissuaded from that from the shots of them like pulling the car out of the water and everything. Yeah. Okay. Like that served no purpose if this was going to be fake. Like that's a cheat in the narrative. But so I I was like, I get where that could why that could be possible. But, uh, so, yeah, like, Mrs. Dawson walks in, and they're like, oh, no, it sh- can't be her. Um, and then the uh, newspaper teacher, Mr. Goldblum, shows up, and Miss Stern shows up. And then the homeless guy who had Mr. Walter's, jacket. Walker's jacket is being, throughout, listen, we're going to be describing a lot of events for the rest of this time. Throughout all of them, this guy is being chased by a chased security officer. By a security, the whole time. I, I, which is supposed to be funny, but it's not. So, okay. Um, but, so all these people walk out and they're all like, oh, is it them? Is it her? Is it him? But a but a but. And then all of a sudden a guy walks up and it's just like, well, 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 Petrosian. And then he just looks up and he says, Granville. And it's the detective. detective. It's Detective Meanie. AKA uh, the dad and the nanny. Sure. Um, and also, the thing is, they're checking out to see who this is. And uh, Gabe is supposed to be rec- is recording all of this, even though I thought he was recording it. So you know, evidence, but oh. that never comes up. But he's not recording it for evidence. No, that never comes up. He's just recording okay. it because oh, you know, okay. because he wants to break the story before uh, forget Oprah Sawyer. or Diana. Diane Sawyer. Um, but so he says. So Walker's like, you ruined my life. Why? I was a great 
uh, employee. Like, I don't understand why you did this to me. And he's like, well, you were easy to do this to, and I wanted $10 million. And I was like, that's fair. Ah, like, good point. Good yeah, I was like, point. But then he says, listen, uh, you ha- you, you, I know you have what I want, so just give it, give it to me, and then we'll all walk away from this. And we don't understand what he's talking about, because we think... Because he doesn't have the money. Yes, yes. I was so in the woods with this. I didn't understand what was going on. They, they kind of explain it a little bit earlier, but not well enough. Basically, he does not have any of the money. Um, and Grant, and see, Ted Granville's like, just give me what I want, and we'll all go away. And he's like, I don't have the money. And he's like, yeah, I know you don't have the money, you idiot. Just give me what yeah, I want. Yeah, give me what and I then, want. Uh, and then, to be fair, all the characters are like, what are you, we don't know what he's talking about. And he's like, well, and then smartly, I gotta give him credit, they say, no, 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 no don't tell him you don't know what he's talking about they said just fake like it. fake it and he says uh no i'll tell you what give me i'll give you half right now he says half what are you talking about i thought it was a person at that so point. did i i was like does he think that he like chopped a person in half for this yes i was like i thought it was for sure a person um but so then he tries to take a briefcase because he thinks it's in there that's what the purpose of the briefcase was to make it seem like he had money or whatever um but then that's he just what the briefcase was for mm, I, I don't know and yeah but then Granville runs off, and they split into two teams, and we get a chase sequence through a hotel. But it was a very unsatisfying chase. It was very unsatisfying. It was boring Mainly as Mainly because hell. Brenda Song and Co. were just, like, running through in and out of elevators. Kind of. They were, like, going on the road to nowhere. Lindsay Lohan and Jack were, like, down in the steam room actually chasing him. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where, again, like, this was so dark, where, like, this steam is going off. Like, yeah, this is this steam. was a weird... So, yeah, Gran- they, they catch Granville in, like, a maintenance room or whatever, and Granville just knows to pull a switch, and then this that'll activate these, like, steam tunnels, which oh, they're so standing the by. Oh, kind of go up. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know how he knew how to do any of this. But he's doing all this, and then Lindsay Lohan gets caught by her fashionable bracelet on one of the pipes. Fashion her was her only vice. And even it. though she could very easily, you know, just duck. Take it off. Or take oh, it off. she could have ducked, you're right. It's, it's like at, like, chest height. She could have very easily ducked. Um, he and cuts it off with, like, He cuts it cutters. off with some b- bolt cutters. And this is, like... His big hero moment that gets him a kiss on the cheek from Lindsay Lohan. As Lohan-Hat. I've learned in every Disney movie I've ever watched, original channel or regular, save a girl's life, she will immediately want to bone you. That's how it works. I mean, that's a lot of things. Like, or loosely save her life. Just, like, avoid help her avoid steam. Then yeah, she so, her. yeah, does that, like, Granville was totally okay with killing a child, right? Like, 100%. But but, that, but Although, that's my thing, is that he is going at lengths to run away from them, they are children. Like you're also, an yeah, adult. What are you what you do you could, think is gonna you, happen? If you don't care about killing them, just punch them in the face. Also, like they are running so slowly. Like Lindsay Lohan's hitting a light jog for like a lot of Yeah. This. And they then after they almost get she almost gets steamed to fit steamed to death, they go they hear muffled screams coming from a room. And it's the Miss Dawson, the teacher, was lured to this hotel by Granville for no adequately explained reason. Like, I don't understand why she was part of his plan, I guess, to, like, threaten yes, Walker. Yes, if it came to that, she he would have collateral over Walker. Okay. But so she frees Dawson and shoves her in a shower being like, get, she has, like, a facial on. That and then whole scene was so awkward. It's it's entirely pointless as well. And also, she says, "Don't worry, we've got an eighty-six grandfather." I was like, "Wait a minute, doesn't eighty-six mean kill? Like yeah, you want to kill this does guy?" Eighty-six mean kill? 
I'm pretty sure it's used to mean like we're gonna 86 of them. Like a mob, it's like a mob thing. Like, like it's weird. So then, uh, after this, again, another entirely pointless scene that they think is gonna have meaning is that we fought as we've been following this homeless guy he comes into like a conference room it's basically it has nothing to do with the murder plot he was a city councilman in disguise no one cares pretending um, to be a homeless man it just happened yes. to have the coat also his last name is i care which again bad job okay um so then the, and also her dad is there reporting and so, the so now he's in on this um but then they get they get so back literally on, every character we met heretofore is there Yes, and uh, they get back on Granville's trail, and he has not tried to leave the hotel yet, even though he thinks he's, you know, going to get Why arrested. Why wouldn't you run out the fucking front door? Also, does he think he's going to get arrested? These are kids. I don't know, but I mean, but also, I guess he doesn't leave because, you know, he still thinks, like, Walker has what he wants or whatever. Okay, good point. But, uh, but like, there's a lot of solutions. So they all sit down at this table to evade the security guard, and Lindsay Lohan puts on these glasses, which they mention before as like reflector glasses. I don't glasses. remember them mentioning these. They they met, at they mentioned they mentioned them in the spy shop. They're like, "Whoa, reflector glasses." So what I thought that meant was sunglasses that have a little like thing in the at the bottom that you could look into and it's it's like a mirror and you can see behind you. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I would have bought it. But no, they are a full on you press a button and then like a heads up display comes up on the lens and you can this see what's like going the on one behind special you. Special effect that they blew all their money on. Every Disney yeah. movie has one. And, and it's only used effect. here. It's only used only here. Only used once. Um, so then and they she see... can see that he's still there. He's hanging out at, at the uh, front desk, and then she sends Jack to go get him, I guess, even though, you know, he's a child. And they shove a wedding cake onto Jack, him. No, Jack shoves a cart, which into, hits a wedding cake, which falls on top of him. Yes. And then the police show up. I don't know who called the police, but okay. Who called the police? That is, I have that note. Who called the police? I don't know, but Detective Potter's there. He shaved his mustache. He does look a lot better. He looks a lot better. Lindsay Lohan um, looks that in her voiceover. Mr. Dawson and Mrs. Wa- Miss Walker have a heartfelt reunion. Um, and then Granville's covered in cake. Like, I'll get you, Petrosian, as long as you still have what I want. And he's like, what do you want? I don't have the money. And he's like, I'm not going to say anything anymore. And then Lindsay Lohan notices that the mom, Mrs. Petrosian, is wearing a specific brooch in the shape of a bee. Okay, I want to really quickly back up to the first time that they go to her house. She's wearing a lot of jewelry when they're eating the eel and having tea or whatever when they first realize that um, Walker's alive. She's like, oh, what a pretty ball, like, what a pretty necklace. She goes, oh, I found it on 6th Street. Like, there was a vendor. It was such a deal. It was, you know, only 10 bucks or something. She's wearing, so she's always wearing, whenever you see her wearing, is wearing a lot of costume jewelry. Like, big necklaces, big brooches, big bangles. And Lindsay Lohan complimented her on a necklace before. And then she, this mom leans over to Petrosian um, in this final scene, and she notices a brooch on her, like, left side. And she asks her where she got it, and she's like, oh, uh, back in Arizona in the bank, so in the past, I found it under a chair I was sitting in, and I was going to ask Nicholas here to, you know, ask around to see if anyone had lost it, but the very next day he had to up and disappear, because he always framed for selling 10 million, for stealing 10 million dollars, and then Lindsay Lohan just goes, this is a rare canary diamond, there are only eight canary diamonds left in the world, meaning that this brooch is worth 10 million dollars. <laughs> This is where this movie lost me. This is where this movie fucking lost me. Because it's not just like being a fashionista. This is like knowing. That's what I'm saying. Trade. Like she. She knew it's the same thing she knew about the guy's watch. She like is a jeweler basically. She's, yeah, she's basically a jeweler. <laughs> 
but but he says I bought the diamond so I could transport it easily for ten million dollars, and I was putting it in a safety deposit box. But I guess I left it under a chair Dude, at the bank. Dude, you have one fucking job. Don't lose the ten million dollar diamond. I mean, that's like the equivalent of robbing a bank and leaving the money on of the bus. Like he, it's the most ridiculous. Like his whole plan hinged on that diamond, and he set it also, under don't a chair. Also, put it in a fucking paper. Yeah, bag. he puts it in like a brown paper lunch. It's ridiculous. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah, so because of that, uh, Petrosian gets to go free, and, uh, Lilo gets to write about it and makes the front page of the paper, you know, woo. Oh yeah, she makes the front page, it all comes full circle of the same newspaper. And yeah, by the way, I know it sounds like we're wrapping this movie up pretty quickly, but guess what? It, uh, wraps itself up pretty quickly, because it's literally a scene of her talking to Miss Dawson and being like, Oh hey, thank you for saving my this guy that I love. He needs to go ask me something, and then she's like, "Oh, he's gonna ask you to marry her." And then we immediately yeah. cut to the wedding. Jump cut, their wedding. Uh huh. Where Orlando Walker's wearing a full-on top hat and cane, which was tough to watch. Yeah. Oh my god, the top hat and cane was hilarious. They walk out of a courtroom or church or whatever into like a uh, what's the word? Kid? No, the what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Carriage. It's horse-drawn carriage. And, like, it's ridiculous, uh, because he's, she's wearing, like, a normal dress, whatever, and he's wearing a full-on suit with a hat and cane, like and it's a amazing. Nice 1880s pimp. Um, a little bit. But all he the look, kids yeah, are look. at the wedding, and it's cute, and they're all dressed up, and there's no kiss, weirdly. Uh, no, yeah, the, um... They're just, like, the, all four friends. Yeah. It's there's just still yeah. There's something between Jack well, there's and the, I mean, there's kind there's yeah. You think that there's kind of something there, but there's not um, really a kiss. Yeah, I guess they are supposed to be like thirteen, so I should probably call my horny ass down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be pretty young, but they kissed yeah. in the fucking thirteenth year. They did, but and this was after it, so. Uh, they make a good know. joke at this point where Mrs. Petrosian gets in the carriage with them and suddenly so one's like, is she going to the honeymoon with them? I guess. Oh yeah, they do make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, um, but yeah, that's basically it. She says, get a clue for this 16,000 I still don't think they say it that much, but it's fine. And they, uh, this is probably the third time, to be honest. And then they walk up into the yeah. sunset, having seemingly got a clue. So yeah, uh, that was get a clue. And uh, I didn't love it. I'm sorry. It was not super my jam. I, I just, I, like, didn't really have fun watching, really enjoy. I didn't really enjoy watching it. Uh, I don't think I'd watch it again if I presented the opportunity. Yeah, I was not, not a big fan of this one. You didn't even like the mystery part of it? That didn't keep you on the edge of your seat? I, I thought... It didn't keep me on the edge of my seat. Once they kind of introduced the Granville thing, let's say Metro's Day, I was like, that's the bad guy, obviously. But, like, it wasn't bad. It's well-made, kind of. And, I mean, I'm always supportive of Brenda Song and whatever she does. But just, like, I don't know. I just wasn't having a good time watching it. Like, even with, like, Prince of Protection Program, which is a very girly movie that you loved, I could ha- I was having a good time watching it. All right, it. let's do ranking. And I can't say about it. I mean, yeah, I would, normally we'd let you talk about it, but we all know exactly Fantastic, how you feel about this stunning, movie. never the same. So, Emma, do you remember your nope. rankings? I have never, Not you once. never do. Um, Emma, uh, one, Halloween Town, two, the 13th year, three, Princess Protection Program, four, Pixel Perfect, Johnny Tsunami, Kim Possible, Smart House, This you is wish. number one. You're putting it above number Halloween Town? That could one. be. 
I Jeez, said big shoes to fill. what I said. All right. Um, I'm putting it number... I don't know what number that is. Right below Prince Protection Program. So it's second from the bottom. Wow. For me. Not a fan. Not a fan. What's the Sorry. Johnny Tsunami for me. Really? God. For you, it's you wish. Johnny Tsunami I thought was good. All right. Is there a tagline? Actually, I don't think there was. The tagline's red herrings. I don't see one. Anyway, movie Renage next month. I kind of said in 13th year I was going to come at you hard because you made me watch this tragedy. Um, and I, I batted some ideas around, and I finally decided that um, I think it's time to revisit a real good film that I enjoyed as a child. So come back in May, where we will be watching the classic Minuteman. What the fuck starring, is that? Yeah, you don't remember Minuteman? No! About three kids who invent time travel in high school no! and need to go back in time and solve problems. I hate time travel. Yay! Minuteman, baby! We're gonna do it! It's gonna be great. I'm out. I'm no, out. Get no, no, no. You did this to me. I do this to you. It's a good one. This it's, is past my generation. This is way too young. It's got me. Jason. It's got Jason Dollier, I think, in it. I no, I'm out. It's it's gonna be a club banger. I promise you. All right, I gotta go. Follow me on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler T Y L E R. It's a good time. Thanks for listening. It was, it was really fun. Get a clue. Watch it on Hulu. It's dope. All right, thank you, Emma. Uh, Emma. Okay, she actually she actually did leave, I think. Anyway, as we mentioned last month, we are now a proud member of the Audio Entropy Podcasting Collective, which you can find at audioentropy.com. There you can find a multitude of great, great content, great, great podcasts. I'm sure one of them will pique your interest. Me, personally, I've been listening to a lot of Totally Reprise lately, where, for some reason or other, their hosts seek to watch all of Totally Spies. But our page on there, it might be up by the time you listen to this. I don't think it will. Uh, but I will tweet about it when uh, our page is fully set up. And when, so you know when it's fully set up, you should follow us on Twitter, at D Comedy Podcast, uh, so you can stay up to date with uh, episodes, hot decom scoops, I guess. I don't know. Well, you should check out the Twitter, because either the day I post this episode or the day after, I will uh, put up a poll on Twitter asking you guys what our next bonus episode should be, because I feel like it's time to do one since the, I feel really bad the last couple episodes have been late. So go on there and vote about what our next bonus episode should be, and that'll be a... Real good time, but I think that's all I have to say. Emma, are you back yet? Nope? Okay. Uh, well, we'll see you next month for Men, guys. Thanks for coming along for the ride. And, uh, and there's really nothing else to say but DCOMs forever. Bye. Bye. Oh, there you are. Hmm. Maybe I've underestimated Jack all this time. I mean, there's a lot more to him than I thought. It must be hard for him to go to school so far from home. And with his brother gone and his dad... I don't know what I'd do without my dad, but his mom's really sweet. I'd call him your classic Mary Janes with thick soles of Velcro straps and square toes. You're basic proud of knockoffs. He always seems to be alone. I wonder who his best friend is. I really like spending time with Jack. Oh, oh my gosh, what am I saying? <laughs>